so, so happy to be here with all of you and with Cameron Allen, who is our special edition guest today. Welcome, everyone. I've been watching Cameron Allen's posts on social media and just reaffirmed of love is what it feels like to me, where all perspectives are welcome, all um, viewpoints are welcome, and there's healthy conversation happening. So I reached out to Cameron and I said, can you please come and talk to us here at Astrology Hub? And he said, yes. So here we are. And Cameron, well, first of all, welcome. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you having me again. Obviously. All right. Same here. All right. So one of the things that I wanted to start with were the things that you talked about in the 2020 forecast event. First of all, you named your talk I remember it was like, this is so interesting, this title. It was the year it happens was the name of your, uh, was the name of your talk. So can you talk to us a little bit about why you said that and your process around naming that um, talk as well? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, just from stepping back from just a, my personal process and like me being me, I definitely feel like I would just be in my meditative space and, and I always refer to the astrology either before or after I do meditations to see like what that moment is trying to bring me. So just going deep inside of my own like intuitive knowing and intuitive being, I was just getting this message of the continuity of time and like how past, present, future, how they're all connected. So me bringing, me bringing that to the world is just like the year it happened. But also, I don't know if I made it like very clear, but it's like, things have already happened to make it happen and things are going to happen because it happened. So like, even when I was talking in the forecast about time and it being spiralic, you know, that's, that's why I was saying like, this is the year it happened because we're going to, we're going to focus in on it, but things have already occurred and things are going to happen forward from it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little description of it, even though it's, it feels very nonlinear to me. And like I was telling you, even bringing it, to the world in that way, I was like feeling like, should I do it? And it's like, no, this is how it needs to happen. I just kept getting hitting that that call. And, and do you think that we know what it is yet, or do you think that that is also unfolding? It's definitely unfolding, but the it from my perspective was so for me, like bringing that. I have my Saturn is at nineteen degrees Capricorn. My Mercury is at 20 degrees Capricorn and my Venus retrograde is at 21 degrees Capricorn. So it being, yeah, all the planetary nodes that were being activated in that conjunction and there was an eclipse right there, that was what the it was in my perspective. But now, you know, moving forward, I see more of what it is. Okay. Now, one of the other things that you said during that event was that not only would we need to become comfortable with uncertainty, but that we would actually need to be, we would need to figure out or, or get to a place where we feel safe in uncertainty. So yeah. can you talk about that for a sec? Yeah. So, and yeah, I was telling you earlier about how I definitely was feeling some type of way about bringing that message. But, you know, so whenever the North Node is in Cancer, I always look at, you know, the North Node as a perceived projection of moving forward. And, and Cancer is about emotional security. And in evolutionary astrology, the moon represents our emotional identity. So if we're referring to the North Node in, in Cancer and how fast that moon is moving, just, just that simple fact, it's like 
if you want to be certain about where you're, what you're doing moving forward and the moon keeps moving, you're going to feel so many different types of ways throughout every single month what it is that you need to do moving forward. So if you're projecting out some sense of safety from the past, South Node and Capricorn, the way that things were structured, then it's going to bring up a deep sense of uncomfortability. So with that awareness, we can move forward and just say, I emotionally identify with what is happening right now in this moment. And I don't necessarily know what's happening moving forward so that we can create security from within instead of projecting out safety from something that we think might happen when things are being destructed and destructive and deconstructed back in Capricorn with the South Node. Cameron, I had such a, a download about that same exact idea today, actually, because part of what I've noticed is that, oh, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> I have little munchkins around. I have munchkins with really noisy bracelets. Can you please turn, take that off? <laughs> little elves, maybe. Um, okay, so what I, was, what I was feeling is that this need to know that this need to have a story that we understand is a trap. And that if we, are, if we are attaching ourselves to some story that's helping us make sense of everything that's happening, which on so many levels is, Sophia, Sophia, I, I'm sorry, I'm live and you're making a lot of noise. Can you please just go over there for a while? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, you should see her face. I wish she would come and show her face. Um, okay, this is what it looks like to be working and homeschooling. <laughs> okay. Uncertainty, right? Like yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'll make you breakfast after. I promise. They woke up early today. Okay, so what I was saying is the need to know, the need to put a story with it, the need to be able to make sense of it is a trap for you. It's not, it's, it's, it's a place where we can get stuck. It's a place where we can, um, because if we're clinging onto it and then the, and then the world starts to reflect something different that throws off our concept of what's happening, it's a downward spiral and it's definitely a place where we can get stuck. So I, I was, I was thinking about that a lot and how, it really is. Can we bring ourselves into this moment? Like, where are you right now? And a really amazing thing happened to me. So I was on my walk this morning and I didn't hear any birds for the first, like, I don't know how long because I wasn't paying attention. I was very much like in my, my mental process, right? All of a sudden, I got to a point in the walk where I could hear birds and I was listening to this like classical music um, on my headset and I thought that maybe they had like, dubbed in bird sounds you know how they do that and so i was like wow i didn't notice that there were birds on this music track and then i took the earphones out and i was like oh no those are the actual birds and i'm just now hearing them because i've just now allowed myself to get present and so i i am thinking that a barometer for all of us is Am I, am I aware of the environment around me? Do I feel the way the air is on my skin? Can I hear the birds? Or if it's not birds, can I hear the sounds in my environment? And that, you know, it's one of the things I do to get present before any meditation is like, okay, feel the ground beneath my feet, which is what you, asked, you told me to do before we went live. Feel the air on your skin, smell the, the smells in the environment. And, and when you can do that, you're present. 
you're here, you're in what's real, not like you said, what you thought, not what you're thinking forward, just here. And this is really, truly at any time, the only thing that is real. It's the only thing that we have. So I, when I've been thinking about this, like discipline, you know, the, the Capricorn discipline, the Saturnian discipline, it's, it's taking on a very different connotation for me these days because it's not about like being disciplined in my work or being disciplined, you know, with my list or any of that. It's like being disciplined in staying present, being disciplined in anchoring in what's actually real and what's actually happening, yeah. which is, which is really just like a little, you know, not even a little bit of a twist on it for me personally, but, uh, but it feels incredibly important, incredibly important right now. Yeah. And I even feel like it highlighted something really important that I feel like I've been thinking about and talking to people about pretty often within the past year or two, just the fact that we have to come back to the understanding that Capricorn is a yin sign, it is a feminine sign. So it is about what we're doing internally. And it's not necessarily about this productivity that we have been conditioned to like think is in the work is actually in becoming who we truly are. And, and, it's, and it's pointing us back in that direction of the true work. You know, okay. even uh, Capricorn and Saturn in the alchemical process, it represents fermentation. And with fermentation, there's like two steps to fermentation. The first one is the rotting away, which is the putrefication process. I mean, or the, yeah, putrefication process. And I was listening to this guy, Paul Foster Case, and he says, the putrefication is the loss of this false interpretation of life which is necessary in order for the two, the true interpretation to be found. So it's like we were, like you were saying, like, it's like we think about productivity, productivity, and then the putrefication process is like, no, that needs to rot away. That's not what this is actually about. The true meaning of life or productivity or finding ourselves or having ambition is to find who we are in the great work. And what is the great work? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I always, there's so many different interpretations of it. I actually spent like one whole month of my life looking through like different alchemical texts and finding what the great work is, which is they call the magna opus. And yeah, understanding that we are greater than our sense of self, capital, I mean, lowercase s self, and that we are a capital S self and we're all in it together. And, you know, and we're all one, even though we all are definitely having very different experiences in this process, you know. And I also that's something big I've been tuning into. I was talking to my friend Erin. She's an astrologer as well out in Oakland. And she was talking about how, like, a lot of people are saying, like, we're all, we're all one and we're all in this together. And I'm like, that's beautiful and that's true. But a lot of people are having vastly different experiences, you know. There's people who have, or feel comfortable and they're getting, time, like, downtime. And then there's other people who are like losing their businesses and, and like losing family. So it's like being aware of that whole spectrum is so important. That spectrum awareness is so important right now. I feel you. And you know, one, um, a, a beautiful mom in our inner circle posted, I think it was yesterday, you know, Hey, I, I feel bad for feeling guilty about the fact that, you know, this for me, she has two children, two small children at home. She's like, this is not relaxing. I have no space anymore. I yeah. have no downtime anymore. You know, anyone who has children who the children would go to school, you have like that little in breath where you can relax and regroup and do your thing. And then 
meet the kids again after. So, but she was feeling bad about it. Yeah. And, and I think what you're saying is so true. Being aware of the spectrum of experiences, being aware that on many levels, and tell me if you think this is true. And those of you listening in too, um, I was, I was feeling like it's almost as if whatever your fear is, is it's playing out on some level. So for some people, it's the fear of death. For some people, it's the fear of losing their work and their income. For some people, it's losing their any sort of like freedom of, of time and space. For some people, it's losing um, autonomy and the ability to make their own decisions. But on every level, it's, it's this fear that's inside of us that puts the power outside of us. It puts our happiness outside of us. It puts, and, and this, is, this is mastery work. Like this is not easy. Like this is like whew, being able to get to the point where we, where we are not at the mercy of any of those tides. And I, the fact that it's not easy and the fact that all of this is in Saturn and in Capricorn and with Pluto there, it's like, that is the invitation though on so many levels. That is the invitation. And um, I've just been paying attention to like the judgment around whose fear is right or wrong. It's like, does it matter? Like, really, does it matter? It's, it's all fear. Like, and, and not that there's judgment on the fear either. It's like, it's all fear. Let's just like be neutral about the fact that it's fear and it's playing out. So I see you shaking your head. Tell me what you're thinking. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying is just hitting, hitting so many points in my, in my mind and what I've been reflecting on. And, and even just going back to the very beginning where you started, like someone's talking about guilt in, in evolutionary astrology, uh, natural, like guilt actually corresponds to Capricorn because it is about judgments and like what forms judgments in our reality. And also it's, yeah, it's about authority. Like who told you that feeling bad, like not wanting to have someone that's taking up all your space and time away from you where you have no space, like what makes us think that we should feel guilty about not having our own space? Whether it's our children, whether it's our partner, like that's something that was made up. That was a boundary that was put around our consciousness and that needs to be broken away. So it needs to come up and we need to see it, right? So though all those things, like all those things, that, that's, that's one big thing that you said that stuck out. Also the neutrality. So I'm currently in Kundalini teacher training and in tantric numerology, uh, we're in a four year because it's 2020. So we're in a four year. The four year is the neutral mind. It's the mind that's non-discriminating. It's flexible and it can see all sides and angles of it. Right. And, but in negatively aspected, it's judgmental, it's rigid and it intellectualizes things too much. So just knowing that in and of itself, we can move forward in such a more harmonious way through knowing that it is a four year and that is something that's happening in reality itself. That's not something we have to listen to the news and tell us, tell us this thing, oh, this is what's happening today and then it might change tomorrow, which by the way, being wishy-washy energy is also a negative aspect of the neutral mind. The neutral mind is just, this is what it's, this is, I see all these things and I'm here now. And then, oh, somebody told me something else, but I'm still here now. Now somebody told me something else, but I'm still here now. So that those two things are, were big that you just said that popped up in my mind. So part of the contemplation I've been having and, and, and part of what, what kind of, 
I would say took me a little bit into the quicksand, you know, the quicksand where it's just like, Ooh, sinking in is, so you're talking about this neutral mind and being able to see all sides. And then where does like integrity and, and one's truth come into that? And so there's this like, and what you just said, I mean, and I'm here right now. Okay. Information. And I'm here right now. I can see that being super helpful, but any thoughts on that? Because I think that was part of the like, Oh, this is, this is interesting. And then I, and then I found myself too attached to what I thought was the truth. It's like, well, how do you know that's the truth? Is that the truth? And, and is there space for multiple truths? Is there space for lots of truths? And is your truth right? And everybody else's truth wrong? It's like, hmm, mm. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and what I can say from my perspective, and I'm not saying no one doesn't know the full truth because I think that was a cool idea to have personally. And to have, and actually, I think it's great for everybody to hold the space for themselves, to actually allow themselves to, you know, maybe I can know the truth. Like, why does that have to not be a possibility? Because some people think that. So that's still keeping the spectrum open, you know? But I, you know, like I was saying before, moving into the unknown, that's what I do know. So I do know the truth. The truth is that I don't know right now. And the more that I can stay in that space, the better I can adapt and be flexible and move with the changing times. And probably the truth that we're talking about with a capital T is far bigger than any circumstances playing out on this planet right now. It, it is, it is, it is, a, it is beyond all the circumstances. It is beyond every storyline. So that is, um, I feel like we're getting pretty esoteric, but I know that this audience can go there and they, they know what I, I, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. You guys tell me if you guys are like, what are you talking about? Um, but I feel like you, you all can track with this. So, okay. So the other thing that came up for me on my walk this morning, Cameron, was this idea that Adam Summer brought up a few months ago around Pluto not only being um, an energy of, you know, going into the underworld and, and rebirth and kind of like this, this alchemical process, right? This mm -hmm. mysterious alchemical process. Um, but also being, well, and this totally makes sense, but he, he brought out the word or he highlighted the word purification. <sighs> purification. And something you said earlier was, feels really important. The guilt, you know, my, uh, the, 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 uh, the beautiful mama in our, in our circle and her feeling guilt. And, and then it's just like, well, well, why is feeling guilt bad? Like, why is there judgment around that? And just acknowledging the guilt. And in that process alone, you're already, you're already starting to purify and remove yourself from the entanglement of that thing. So if it's guilt, you know, whatever it is. So speak to that a little bit more. I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Which, you know, and in in all the times when I talk about things that even seem esoteric, I'm like, well, it's not really esoteric necessarily for me anymore. The thing is, even when he was saying purification, like I was talking about putrefication, which in the first, and that's like one of the processes of fermentation. But what do we get from the putrefication is really spirit. That's what we get from it. So that is that the putrefication, which we see as like, we're like, if we're highlighting the rotting and the dying of things, then that's one way to look at it. But if we understand that process, really what's happening is we're being left with just pure spirit and the things that weren't needed and necessary, they go away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's going to happen with our psyche or even like you were saying, even taking a step back and 
thinking about Saturn and integrity, what does our integrity need to look like? Maybe the structure of that is changing. Maybe the way we, I am this way, right? That's crystallized. And now that we're moving forward into the unknown, we don't know that that's necessarily us anymore. So Saturn it is still about adaptability. You know, if things are too rigid, they don't work. They don't work. Everything has to bend and sway. Even trees that are the strongest and the tallest, they sway like crazy. And that's how they keep their structure. They have integrity, but they can still sway with the changing of things and the changing of time. Mm, beautiful imagery. Thank you. It's much more beautiful than the imagery I'm going to bring up, but it's equally beautiful because so my, my husband, my, my former husband is he, he's a, um, an ex professional baseball player turned farmer, kind of like you ex ex like football player turned astrologer. It feels like as much of a, of a leap, but, um, so he's helping us with our garden. So, you know, he's teaching me about, about all these things. And he showed up this weekend with a um, wheelbarrow full of horse manure to throw onto our vegetables. And he said, you know, when it's fresh, it's too acidic and it will burn the plants. So you have to wait like seven months and then it's full of all the nutrients that you need and it's the right consistency and it feeds the plants. And so yep. I, one of the things that's really standing out for me and everything that you're talking about is how much we can learn from nature right now, mm. how much we can learn from natural processes and, and what nature tells us about life and death and, and how we're a part of that. We're not separate from that. We are it. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, I feel that so much. Yeah, in connecting back to nature, in the way that in when I say connecting back to nature, it's twofold or is multiple layers on it. Connecting back to nature in the sense that going out in nature and connecting, but also connecting to the realization that we are nature, and even just you know just on a very simple level. Like I've said this to some people, and they found it to be an unpopular opinion, but what have we been doing with the the rainforest and the lungs of the planet? the lungs of the planet have been being destroyed. And now we as humans, which are cells essentially in the greater uh, understanding of what planet earth is, we have, we're having respiratory issues. So just that's so simple, like connecting back to the truth that we and earth are one and the same. We belong together. Okay. I'm going to read something. Yes. <laughs> that Stephanie said, um, in February, before all this, I heard Cameron use the words necessary adjustments many times in his new moon forecast. Ever since, I have heard so many people talk about how they're adjusting to this new norm. So right on. I mean, the thing is, what I love about astrology, to me, the beauty of astrology is it's, A, it's speaking to us all the time. It's above the storyline. It really, like, and that's why the, the 2020 forecast trips me out so much. And I know I've been doing this for like five years. I should be, you know, maybe at this point. No, I'm going to celebrate the miracle of it forever. So is that the words of wisdom that you all shared without knowing what was right around the corner are as relevant today as they were then and even more so. And it's all from just tuning into the energy and tuning into the broadcast of the universe that we have access to at all times. So they're speaking to us and there's messages for us. Even today on my, again, on my walk, these walks are like really fruitful for me. 
that is a discipline. Like I need to do those as often as possible because of where it puts me, you know, it puts me in this place that in, in a place that's anchored in the truth. But I was looking at the moon and noticing how it's reflecting the sun's light and how even in the darkest of nights, like, you know, when we don't see the moon, the light of the stars is even brighter. Like the light is always there. It's always there. And then I was watching how the whole world was waking up with the sunrise and how the light just floods everything all the time. And so even when it feels dark, even when it feels like hopeless, it's never hopeless. Oh, the other thing I was noticing is the discipline of the birds. They get up every morning and they sing. They get up every single morning and they sing to that sun. They don't miss a day. They don't, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for teaching me and showing me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that so much. Yeah, that's so real. <laughs> I love that. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a few other things that, um, that have been, that have been a part of your contemplation lately that yeah. I think it'd be really, um, really powerful to bring up. Yeah. So being mindful that a lot of things had like, okay, so Saturn and Mars are now in Aquarius, but just being mindful that Saturn's going back into Capricorn. So this process that I've been thinking a lot about, like grieving process. And also when I think of astrology, I'm thinking of the full wheel. So going back into Capricorn, it would be the actual grieving process. And then that is what actually allows for people to feel liberated and to break free from things in Aquarius. So in also Aquarius and, and uh, evolutionary astrology can correspond to like feelings of fragmentation or, or trauma, right? Which is very, very, uh, it's happening right now, right? It's happening. Like people feel trauma. So we're going to have time for a Saturn to go back into Capricorn to continue on our grieving process, right? To continue on the grieving process so that we can liberate and break free from whatever it is that we're needing to grieve from. That's something that has just been super important. And then I've been looking at uh, the actual grieving phases, you know, and there's five phases to grieving. And the first one is denial. The second one is anger. The third one is bargaining. The fourth one is depression. And the last one is acceptance. So this is just an open invitation for everybody to maybe go on YouTube or get a paper, like a paper or an article online and just read about the grieving process or the phases of grieving. And like that, that helps with that spectrum awareness because you see the whole process of what can occur and not saying that you're going to just go from one phase to the next, but knowing that you could go through any of those phases at any moment in time and keep that awareness uh, present at all times so that we can make those necessary adjustments. Like I was saying in that talk earlier or in times past, Okay, so something you just said there, I mean, everything you just said there is very important. One of the things about the grieving process, so I was thinking, I was wondering that this weekend, like, why did the universe set it up so that we're, we're in Saturn and Capricorn, and then we have a taste of Saturn and Aquarius, and then we go back to Saturn and Capricorn before we, like, land in Saturn and Aquarius, right? That's how it's working, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, on, and, yeah. yeah and I was wondering why. Like, what, again... It's never to punish us. It's, there's always this invitation. But what you just said holds a huge key to that question of why. Because what you're saying is we, if, to allow ourselves to grieve through this time, to allow ourselves, like even the mom, again, like grieve for your space. 
grieve for your alone time. Like allow yourself to feel the the pain of that because that's real. Like you're feeling you're feeling that. So there's no shame in that. And if you do allow yourself to feel it, you will actually get to benefit from the gifts of it. I was thinking of how much I've taken my freedom for granted. I mean, I, I have taken my freedom for granted. There's no question. And not having freedom of movement, freedom, freedom of, you know, going to the beach, your freedom of, it's making me really, really appreciate freedom. Like really appreciate freedom. So, um, so in the grieving, you said, you said the invitation of Saturn and Capricorn is to, one of, right, is to really get um, connected with that process of grieving. And then when we move back into Saturn Aquarius again, we will have the invitation to what? Like tell, tell us what the gift of allowing ourselves to grieve right now will bring when we come back to Saturn and Aquarius again. I just want you to reiterate what you said. Yeah, it's the liberation or freedom. Yeah, that's why I look at it because – I mean, even just in the process, like if I lose someone and I grieve that, like I feel liberated from the grief. And also I feel liberated because that's a process of life and I have to understand that. Like, and that's why the last phase of that is acceptance. You know, accepting what is, and then it's still taking it even all the way back to not knowing, like the unknown moving forward. We can break free from the way that we thought things should be, the way that they were crystallized. So that's what it is, is liberation from all those things. The things that, you know, thought potentially were keeping us together. And it's like, well, that wasn't keeping us together. Because now that we don't have it, we're not together. Well, you know, so just like those realizations, just, they're just, you know, the aha moments of those things. It's like, so what actually keeps me together, right? I have to grieve and let go of those things that I thought were keeping me together so that I can liberate and have this elevated perspective which is totally Aquarian and then move forward with that with that new elevated perspective and objectivity so what actually is keeping me together really really powerful contemplation right there for everyone okay and I think there was another um, thing that you've been walking with that you felt important to share today um yeah the hyperpolarization and then also yeah also just thinking about uh, because evolutionary astrology, they, they correspond patriarchal energy and conditioning to Capricorn. So in these times, like you were saying before, people are like thinking that their truth is right or this truth is right. You know, that's such a big thing right now. Where is your power and what are you projecting power out on other people? Because that's what patriarchal energy is. And a lot of people say that they're for dismantling the patriarchy, but now that things have happened and fear has sprinkled itself everywhere. We're projecting our power out onto other people, which is the simplest form of patriarchal energy in and of itself. So we have to be mindful of where we're placing our power. Is it internal or are we projecting it out and like trying to force other people to think that they should take vaccines or you shouldn't take vaccines or, you know, all these things that are potentially happening moving forward. And even that, like that's thinking for so far forward. And we're just like, it shows how much we don't feel like we're in control. Cause we're like in these two, in two years, you better do this thing. You person that I don't even know. And I'm talking to on social media, like, you know, so we have to stay very mindful of that. Very mindful of that. For sure. I mean, I think that is where these, these certain stances um, about what all of this means and how it's going to play out. Again, what I'm seeing is for the most part, 
the only the fear projections are the ones going out into the future. Like I, I've heard, I've heard definitely people holding other visions for, for the outcome of this. And I can't, I, I, I continue to come back to that power of our imagination and how in many ways we've allowed it to be hijacked by other people's visions of what the future looks like. And so much of that happens through the movies and the media and the things that we, we expose ourselves to for entertainment. But if you think about the, the, the visuals that are implanted and then in a time of stress and a time of fear, we just like, Oh my God, that's the, the, I saw it in a movie. This is exactly what's happening. It's like, well, no, no, it doesn't have to be what's happening. We are participating in that process. And so this, I've, I've seen a few times for me in meditation and like in contemplation, there's a lot of, there's a lot of visuals and I've seen like taking out kind of like black gunky stuff that isn't mine, that is just there, you know, by the process of being a human and being alive and whatever I've allowed myself to be exposed to, but how important it is to extricate ourselves from the things that aren't really ours and to be aware of what is and isn't ours to carry forward into a new vision, a new whatever. Um, I think it's really, that, that's another discipline, you know, yes. is, is to, and, and, and like you're saying, this is, these are feminine disciplines. I was even thinking, you know, can we, can we pray for, for everyone, for all the pain right now, no matter what side, no matter what politics, no matter what perspective, no matter what religious, spiritual, you know, can we just pray for everybody and just hold the love in our heart? You know, one of the things we did on that 2017 global eclipse marathon, I mean, global eclipse uh, event was we came together as a community to anchor in love. That's it. Like, who knows what the story is? Just love. Like, what is love? What does love look like? How does it move? How does it play? Like, those are amazing contemplations right now for us because that is beyond the story it, it it's it's untouchable yeah <clears throat> definitely yeah and then even the bringing it back to the astrology of it too like the nodes are about to shift too so thinking about yeah what information that we're digesting moving forward and you know are are you your opinion right the thoughts that we had about things are we emotionally identifying with them and knowing that we're so much more than just an opinion or a thought that we have in this moment in moving forward, we're going to gather so many more opinions and thoughts and, and that's, yeah, that's continuously moving and just knowing who we are in each moment is what's most important. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> it's always such a pleasure. Um, is there anything else that you want to, to share with our amazing, beautiful, so grateful for all, for all of you community? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just want to share my appreciation for all the receptivity and the love and the feedback that I've gotten since I've been, you know, been honored to be a part of the community myself. I'm even enjoying everything that I've that y'all have to offer. So I just really appreciate everything. And, and, I, and I like to keep it at like this. I feel like what we've talked about feels like it's, you know, it's good. Like that right there was just like it felt nourishing. And there's so many other things that we could say, but, you know, saying words and looking at symbols, we have to be mindful that the reality is still going to be the reality. You know, we have to stay strong in that. 
you know, and the words that describe the reality aren't reality, but the reality is the reality. That's not too much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, um, this, this card from, from my beloved actually like ended up on my desk today and I don't know why it, um, uh Oh, did we just freeze? It, did everybody else see Cameron froze? Oh, now he's frozen with a great smile on his face. Unless I'm frozen. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a bit. Okay. <laughs> Cameron, am I frozen or, or maybe Jamie, can you just chat me real quick? Um, a little bit. Okay. You, Cameron, little bit. You, you just, you just were frozen with such a beautiful expression on your face. I loved it. Um, <laughs> but so th this morning, this like ended up on my desk and I haven't looked at this card for a long time, but it's from my beloved. And it says, friends are those who lift us to our feet when our spirits have trouble remembering how to fly. And I feel like everybody forgets sometimes. Everybody. It's not, you're not alone if you're forgetting that you know how to fly. And, you know, I don't mean flying. Um, and that's why we have each other. So Cameron, when you say the community is helping you, it's like, gosh, it's helping me too. It's like every conversation that we have that feels so soul-based and so like, light you know and I don't mean spiritual bypass light I mean light truth <laughs> that's what feels really 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 good right now so I just appreciate once again that you're here with us and that you're willing to share your perspective and your like the 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 part of the fractal image or the fractal projection that is you and I'm so grateful for that and I know that our audiences as well from the first time that you came onto the astrology hub platform it was like <gasps> We love him. More Cameron. So, <laughs> yeah, so more to come for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that, you know what? I, can we just do something together? Like this, this would feel really good. And I, and I know that it would feel good for you. Well, I think it will feel good for you because it felt so good for me this morning. And I was thinking, gosh, when you give, you, you receive back way more than the thing that you even just gave. So if everybody could just close your eyes for a moment. Oh my, I have very noisy children this morning. <laughs> they don't understand that a blue Yeti mic picks up everything. <laughs> They're really cute though. Okay, so go ahead and close your eyes and just doing what we talked about before, just feeling whatever you're sitting on or if you're driving, just feeling that your chair, feeling the car that you're like propelling yourself in, listening to the sounds around you. I have a very noisy bird out my window. So cute. Some very noisy children. <laughs> feeling the air on your skin. If you can feel even the pulse of your heart. Smelling the air in the room and feeling the potency of this moment now. This moment is the source of all creation. This one and this one and this one. Bringing the power of our awareness, of our awareness into this powerful moment of creation. And in this moment, holding the entire world in our hearts, sending our love, sending our light 
to everyone and all that is. No matter where people are at in their journey, just simply sending love. Sometimes I like to imagine huge wings coming out of my back. So do that right now, just, just play for a sec. Imagine these huge, huge, huge wings coming out of your back. Imagine yourself flying all over the planet and from those wings just dropping hope and love and forgiveness. Dropping light and love, sprinkling down from those glorious wings. Indiscriminatory for everyone and for all. Let's all just take a nice deep breath together. And exhaling, giving thanks for the ability to do that. No one ever can take that away from you. And when you have brought your awareness back into this moment, listening once again to the sounds around you, and the support under your feet. Go ahead and wiggle your fingers and your toes. And if you have your eyes closed, open them now or when you're ready. Thanks to all of you. Thank you. Thank you for playing with us here in this incredible life that we're living. Appreciate that.